Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food. I'm your host, Stephanie Velarkis, accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist and director of The Dietologist, an Australian-based practice focused on optimizing fertility through nutrition. This podcast will bring you snack-sized episodes for you to learn, grow, and be inspired by the latest research, facts, and practical lifestyle tips about eating well for optimal fertility, helping you cut through the confusion and myths to take back some of the control on your fertility journey, one bite at a time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Velarkis and I'm an expert fertility dietitian and nutritionist and founder of The Dietologist. And today is part two of the egg freezing mini series. So the last episode was me babbling about my journey, my why behind freezing my eggs, my story um, and answering some of the questions that you had. And today is all about nutrition. So If you come to us here at The Dietologist, we're a fully virtual clinic, and you say, hey, I'm going to freeze my eggs, what should I be doing to give my eggs the best chance of freezing the good ones? Then here are some of the tips that we would be giving you. Keep in mind you need enough time. If you can, you want, and there's obviously some circumstances with egg freezing, such as if you are about to undergo chemotherapy where it's urgent and you will just get stimmed and whatever they can get, they can get. Obviously, that is a very different situation. And we do have an episode about cancer and fertility and egg freezing that we will link for you in the show notes if you would like to hear a story because it is an amazing one. In all other situations, you usually have time. A lot of people feel like they don't have time, but at the end of the day, you will not drop ovarian reserve, you know, month on month significantly in most circumstances. So giving yourself a good 90 to 120 day runway that helps to create an environment for the egg that is as optimal as possible so that Whilst you cannot change the genetic material that lives within the egg, we can change the follicular fluid that surrounds the egg to avoid damage being done to the egg. Wow, you can still hear that I have a little bit of brain fog after all these hormones. So I'm on day three after egg retrieval at the time of recording. So if some of my words come out a bit funny, please forgive me. I am working on it. So we want to create this environment where the follicular fluid is as rich in antioxidants as possible, got as much nutrient density and blood flow so that when we do freeze those eggs, which we don't know how good they're going to be, that we don't know how they're going to perform until we fertilize them and make embryos, that we're doing our best to freeze as best quality as we can get. At the end of the day, like I said, it's an expensive procedure. So you want to be maximizing that investment in freezing your eggs. A lot of people don't take any vitamins. They don't do anything to their diet and they just go in and freeze their eggs and maybe it'll be fine. But you don't want to find out 10 years later that you shoulda, woulda, coulda. The same time you're preparing to be essentially half pregnant in a way. It's half of the cells required to be pregnant. So we should be nourishing our bodies like we are in the lead up to pregnancy in some ways. Obviously, we're not actually getting pregnant because we're not fertilizing and re-implanting an embryo. But there are just some things that I would highly, highly recommend you do to enhance the outcome of egg freezing. It's not going to change the number of eggs that you get, but it can help enhance the quality. My first tip is to make sure you are eating a wide variety of different fruits and 
vegetables, different colors, and making sure that you're getting enough volume in every day. A couple of cups at lunch and dinner for veggies and two fist sized portions of fruit at least per day. And if you are an apple, banana, orange, lettuce, tomato, cucumber, everyday kind of person, time to mix it up, branch out and have a wider variety of fruits and vegetables. They contain antioxidants and vitamin C, which help to enhance the antioxidant content of the follicular fluid. So very, 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 very important. The next thing is herbs and spices. Herbs and spices, whether dried or fresh, pack an absolute antioxidant punch when it comes to our diet and lifestyle. You want to sprinkle with generosity on all your meals, even cinnamon on your breakfast, for example, are easy, simple ways that you can boost the antioxidant content of your diet and enhance the quality of the eggs and the quality of the follicular fluid. Now, the other things that you want to be aware of is CoQ10 or ubiquinol. That's an important antioxidant that helps to fight against free radicals and inflammation in the body that can potentially hurt the DNA that lives within the egg. And increasing CoQ10 before assisted reproductive technologies such as IVF has shown to improve our egg's response to stimulation and can increase the number of high quality eggs and increase fertilization rate. Whilst there are foods high in CoQ10 like cauliflower, beef, oranges, chicken, soybeans, and oily fish, the level of CoQ10 that has been researched to have a benefit in IVF is at such a level that you would need to eat multiple kilograms of each of these foods a day to reach a therapeutic dose. So we typically would suggest a supplement. Now, I often get DMs saying, which brand of CoQ10? How much should I take? And whilst I appreciate that it seems like a benign recommendation, I cannot legally, ethically, or fairly give advice like that. So if you want a supplementation or nutrition plan from us, hit the link in the show notes below and we can get you sorted out ahead of egg freezing. I recommend if you want a complete nutrition and supplement plan all in one that you book in for our two-hour intensive. It's a one-and-done consult and you also get a bonus e-guide as well. So check that out, link in the show notes. The next thing is adequate zinc intake. So zinc is an essential mineral that is critical for antioxidant pathways in the body and also for the development of the embryo. And it may also be relevant in the maturing phase of the egg as well. So you want to make sure you're getting enough zinc from things like eggs, seafood, animal-based meats or animal-based proteins, rather (laughs) quinoa, cashews, lentils. And choosing a prenatal multivitamin that contains a decent amount of zinc is also wise. Making sure your vitamin D intake is in tip-top shape. Vitamin D, when it's low, can falsely lower your AMH or anti-malurian hormone, which is a test that is often conducted to evaluate your ovarian reserve. So if that is falsely lowered, we can anticipate we're going to be getting less eggs than maybe what we could be getting. So I would suggest that you make sure that you get your vitamin D levels tested with your doctor and making sure that they are not only good, but actually optimized. They have a really important role to play in the regulation and production of reproductive hormones responsible for fertilization. We know that they improve the quality of the follicular fluid surrounding the egg and there's better IVF outcomes and pregnancy rates in those with adequate vitamin D. Sun exposure is the most simple way to boost vitamin D. But if you are deficient, the best way to get it up is with a supplement. Increasing your omega-3 fatty acids. So you all know how much I love omega-3s by now. We have a whole episode dedicated to it. 
but omega-3s help to reduce inflammation around the reproductive organs and help to enhance blood flow. They also to help attenuate the drop in egg quantity and quality over time associated with age and help to preserve healthy DNA. So including oily fish such as salmon, trout, mackerel, anchovies, sardines at least twice per week is wise. You may want to also consider if you're not a fish eater or you're vegetarian or vegan that you consider a fish oil supplement with your healthcare provider. They're not all made equal, so make sure you get a recommendation from them. Plant sources like chia seeds, flax seeds, and walnuts, whilst they do contain omega-3s, they're not very bioavailable in the same form of EPA and DHA that we have from fish. So just keep that in mind. The other thing that you want to keep in mind is minimizing some things that may hurt our eggs. So that is things like alcohol, smoking, too many endocrine disrupting chemicals, and also excess amounts of caffeine. So with all those things, what I would suggest is trying to minimize, but do not have an overly perfectionistic view either, because I do find particularly people who are freezing their eggs, you can be a little bit detached from the outcome of pregnancy because that's not the goal. And I definitely felt this too. And it's easy if you over restrict yourself to be a little bit rebellious and then binge, which is not good for anybody. So I would suggest minimizing your alcohol as close to zero as you practically can. Trying to keep your caffeine intake to 200 milligrams per day or less. We have a whole episode about caffeine, so go back and listen to that one. And trying to use glass containers and minimize your plastic exposure, particularly when reheating your foods in your diet to reduce your endocrine disrupting chemical exposure, which can also hurt your eggs. The other thing I would recommend is sleep. Make sure you're getting enough sleep every night, seven to nine hours minimum. Getting enough sleep is so, so important. We have data to suggest that melatonin, which is that sleepy hormone, is important in the egg and embryo colony in IVF. So we want to leverage our sleep and also moving our body regularly to ensure that blood is flowing. So exercising regularly is important as well. I got quite a few questions about diet and lifestyle over on Instagram when I opened up the Q&A, which is at the underscore dietologist. If you don't follow us, what you doing? Go and follow us. So the key nutrition questions that I got were, number one, if the eggs are based on three months of prep, does it really matter what you're eating during the injections? Yes and no. If you think you are going to undo three months of whatever you've been doing in the two weeks of doing injections, you are mistaken. I was going to say another word there. I was going to say it a little bit delusional. We get DMs all the time. I'm starting injections in two weeks. What do I eat now? Hun, it's kind of a little bit too late, like the ship has sailed. So I would suggest that you do not necessarily abandon your dietary principles in the two weeks because it doesn't matter. Yes, the three months are more important, but at the end of the day, that egg is getting significantly larger. The larger that that cell gets, the more susceptible it can become to damage. So just make sure that you're doing your best. You don't have to be a perfectionist. You can still eat a little bit of chocolate. It's okay. But my point is, is that you shouldn't abandon all your dietary principles in that time either. How much junk food is okay during egg freezing prep? How long is a piece of string? There is no data that is going to say this many grams of these types of foods under you're fine, over you're not fine. We don't have data like that. That's not how nutrition research works. I would say if you are asking this question, 
potentially it's too much (laughs) is usually my rule. But what I would suggest is have small amounts frequently if you are having lots of cravings or you're feeling like you need a little treat to yourself moment. I totally get it. But junk food is obviously not going to be great for the quality of the egg. We've got added sugars. We've got saturated fats typically. It's not going to be great for the egg. But if you're going out once a week for dinner or, you know, during your injections, you're having a little bit of extra this or that, don't stress too much. What about coffee and chocolate? Coffee, like I said, you want to stick to less than 200 milligrams per day. So less than two espresso shots worth of coffee a day or four cups of black tea. Chocolate has small amount of caffeine. Obviously, chocolate becomes more of an issue with saturated fats and sugars. Again, you don't have to cut these things out to zero like we advocate for everything here at the dietologist. There's room for everything. It's just about how much and how often. I know that feels like a cop-out answer, but honestly, we just see so many people develop disordered eating in a bid to freeze their eggs, prepare for IVF, get pregnant, that having this view that you need to cut everything out, otherwise you're not doing a good enough job is just beyond ridiculous. Think about all the people that get pregnant without even knowing and what their diets and lifestyles look like. Not saying it's ideal, but just saying. Lifestyle adjustments, high stress at work. Is it okay to take a flight before the retrieval? Um, Look, Stress is a complicated thing. I would say that you want to try to minimize your stress in general, but that's not always possible. So working on strategies to help you through that, maybe seeing a psychologist. I would say certainly when you're injecting, you don't want to be rushed. You don't want to be stuck somewhere where it's a time to inject because you do have to inject at the same time every day in most instances and you are like on a plane or something like that. Most of the meds need to be refrigerated. Logistically, I think it's challenging to be traveling significantly and doing this. You may also need to be called in at any time to do blood work and a scan, which potentially you could arrange remotely, but it would be more challenging. I would say that flying with how bloated I felt personally would have been a bit of a nightmare for me. I just think I would have felt so uncomfortable. I don't think it would do anything negative to the eggs themselves, but I just think from a comfort perspective, it would be horrend. Just trying to see if there's any more nutrition-y questions. I think that was it. So in summary, lots of fruits and veg, lots of herbs and spices, eat your oily fish, Zinc-rich foods are important. Consider a CoQ10 supplement. Sleep enough. Exercise enough. Minimize saturated fat. Minimize excess sugars. Minimize alcohol. Don't overdo the caffeine. And be aware of your endocrine-disrupting chemicals. We have episodes on almost all of those topics on the podcast. So please go back and listen to those if you want to learn more. And try to focus on quality, especially if you're egg freezing because your AMH is low, your ovarian reserve is low. Anticipate that your ovarian response is going to be lower than, you know, what mine was. For example, do not compare yourself. I would just try and focus very much on the quality of those eggs wherever you possibly can. And Still allowing yourself to live life. Many people who are freezing their eggs are single. Maybe you're dating like me. It's hard to navigate eating out, drinking, social situations when you are trying to freeze your eggs but also have a semblance of a normal life. And we do need to try and maintain as much normality as possible because it's important for our mental health and well-being as well. 
All right, everyone, I am going to leave this episode here nice and short and sweet as per usual. If you loved it, don't forget to leave a rating review. Five stars would be delightful. And hit subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast streaming platform. It is a free, free way that you can help us and say thank you for the time and energy and money that we put into the podcast. We do this for you, so we would love for you to share the love and send it to somebody that you think might benefit from today's episode. Also, if you need help with your own egg freezing preparations, that is what we are here for. Hit the link in the show notes and get booked in for a consultation. I do highly recommend our fertility nutrition intensive for a once off one and done session that will get you up to speed on preparing you for freezing your eggs. So do check that out. We have limited spots with our practitioners each month. So head on down. All right, everyone. I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.